Hello, everyone. This is Rick with Cybersecurity and IT Professional Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. It is six questions in nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Let's get to it. Ron, question number one in a few sentences. Tell us who you are and what you do. Well, thanks for having me on, Rick. I really appreciate it. So uh, I'm currently serving as a Senior Director for Cybersecurity and Cloud Technology at uh, Altran Group, which is a subsidiary of Capgemini, uh, which, as you may know, is one of the top consulting firms. Uh, Altran Group is interesting because it actually focuses on OT, not IT. So uh, the company operates across 11 industries, aerospace, automotive, industrial manufacturing, network equipment, software, internet. Uh, and the company does a lot of software development, but it also does, that's actually not the primary business. It, it does all kinds of other engineering. So there's automotive engineers, aerospace engineers, chemical engineers, uh, uh, genetic scientists, so the company has the capability across the whole organization, which is about 50,000 employees within the Altran group to, for example, build an automobile or build an airplane uh, in, ter in terms of the whole design and, and setting up the manufacturing process for that. So it's a pretty interesting company. And we have an opportunity to work with a lot of global multinational companies. And mainly I focus <clears throat> on cybersecurity. Uh, a lot of that has to do with DevSecOps, for example. Okay. I'm going to throw you your first uh, side question just because acronyms are the bane of existence. What is OT? Everyone knows what IT is today, but what's OT? Uh, it's operational technology. So, so for example, when we talk about IoT, like the Internet of Things, well, there's lots of sensors. And, and uh, you know, if you look at industrial manufacturing, there's PLC systems, there's SCADA systems, which are the uh, control systems for industrial manufacturing. And, and those kinds of systems are not technically IT systems. They're not operated by an IT group within the company to serve the employees of the company as such. They actually are involved in, in, in delivering the service or, or building the product of the company. So in the manufacturing case, manufacturing an automobile, there's a lot of technological systems that go into manufacturing an automobile, and they're not IT systems as such. So that's really the difference between IT and OT. Perfect. That's that's everyone's going to love to know that definition. I might actually put that in your in your link too, just because I know what it is, but I know a lot of people ask that question. So thank you for that. Question number two: What's the best thing about being a cyber professional? Well, I, I love to research things, and uh, I actually started out as a hacker myself, and that was before there was an internet, before there was uh, organized crime before the dark web existed, before people were, uh, you know, selling drugs and, uh, all, you know, passports and weapons and all kinds of <laughs> other things, which, uh, you know, might be of interest to intelligence agencies uh, or, or obviously criminals. Uh, but none of that existed back at, you know, in the 80s when I got started. And it was really just, uh, just exploring what was out there, uh, you know, finding interesting information, you know, getting into things for bragging rights. It wasn't, uh, it had, you know, cracking games. It had nothing to do with, uh, with crime at the level we know today, uh, where there's advanced persistent threats and serious organized crime organizations that are well-funded, well-equipped, and very professional. And, and those are the threats that we have to protect uh, not just uh, companies, but our country from. Nice. And now I'm sure all the three-letter agencies have heard you talk about all the bad things you've done. So, uh, <laughs> They'll be in touch. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure there's a statute of limitations. Let me just say it's, first of all, I didn't commit any major crimes. And second of all, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> nice, nice. Question number three. I hear from other industry leaders that cybersecurity is a top concern. What does that mean to you? 
Well, it means that it's an arms race and, uh, you know, the bad guys, uh, you know, are winning pretty often. And that's alarming uh, for, you know, for, for a few different reasons. And, and especially now there, you know, there's a risk uh, that they will get even further ahead by leveraging AIML technologies. And so there's not only in my assessment, an arms race for cybersecurity uh, technology, and there's all kinds of vendors trying to address the problem in all different ways. It's a very complex landscape, obviously. But on top of that, there's a, 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 in my assessment, there's also an arms race in terms of artificial intelligence to be able to leverage that technology to detect threats and anomalies uh, or to detect vulnerabilities, depending on which side you're on. That is a very, very intriguing answer. A lot of the folks that watch our podcast uh, or that I've talked to already are all about the AI piece. Um, and so we can maybe circle back to that. But let me ask you question number four, because this is really kind of the hot spot, the sweet spot question. What piece of insight do you want to share with other cyber experts? Well, so just lately, I've been looking at some historical automotive hacks and also some very recent ones and uh, trying to go as deep as I can into analyzing you know, what went wrong, so to speak, how, how, wh what were they able to exploit? Why were they able to exploit it? What, what could have been done? to prevent it, not just tactically, like patching firmware, for example, that's sort of an obvious thing, but you know, what, what about systemic solutions that would really be end-to-end -end that would prevent the, 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 the whole category of attack from even being possible, right? Change the rules so that the situation you don't want to happen can't happen, right? So, so what I would say is that uh, the upshot of it is that you know, we think about the cyber kill chain in a very linear way, right? It's sort of an iterative process, you know, find a vulnerability, try to exploit it, uh, et cetera. And then when you see the result, you see the, the so-called cyber kill chain, it's a flowchart, right? But hackers, as I can tell you from my own experience, they're non-linear non thinkers, right? The, the, <laughs> the, the, the result of the hack is the, called a cyber kill chain and it's a flowchart every single time. Right. But when you actually look at the problem and how to crack a system, uh, it, it's really a graph. And by that, I'm referring to graph theory. Right. There's all manner of interconnected nodes. Right. I mean, you got software, hardware, firmware. Uh, you have different communication uh, networks, different kinds of communication. There are many different elements that communicate with one another in various different ways. And so the point is that you can enter into the graph through any attack vector, right? Once you penetrate into the graph and, and just Google graph theory, right? You'll see exactly what I mean. It, it, once you penetrate into the graph, you can access any connected nodes in theory, right? That's your worst case if you're the defender, right? That a hacker penetrate. I mean, this is why you have defense in depth and this, you know, what in, in autom automobiles, we talk about crumple zones, right? The idea that, you know, you can have all well, one thing could break, but that doesn't cause everything else to collapse, right? Uh, but you have to really think about, and this would be the, the thing that I've just been thinking about lately, looking at these automotive hacks, you have to think about uh, attack vectors and attack and defense in terms of the graph of vulnerabilities, not just in terms of sort of entry points that, are, that lead to some linear exploitation, because the hacker isn't thinking that way, right? They're thinking outside the box. They're thinking in terms of the graph of the whole system. They're not thinking about uh, how they're going to linearly exploit one thing, then another thing. That's the result of their work. That's very, very interesting. So not just looking at it from this happened, cause and effect, but looking at it from every avenue 
in that graph. That's that's something I'm going to go research. Thank you for that. Yeah, there are many interconnections, right? So that's the point I'm making, right? Is that, you know, when you think about how do you secure the system then? Well, that's the view that you should take, right? Perfect. Question number five, what other successful cyber professionals like yourself would you like to acknowledge that should be on the podcast? Oh, well, first, let me say that there are just too many to mention. I mean, so many great people <laughs> that I've worked with or that have helped me in different ways. Uh, I, I would definitely like to mention uh, Robin Basham. Uh, I think her company is uh, Enterprise GRC Solutions. And uh, she's also the, uh, the co-chair of the uh, ISC Squared, which is the International Information Systems uh, Certification Consortium uh, in the East Bay here in Silicon Valley. So I'd like to mention her. Uh, Sydney Grant also uh, gave me some, uh, she's a security researcher, interesting, interesting character, gave me some interesting uh, advice. Just so many people, I, I don't know where to, uh, you know, so many people I'd like to mention, but either one of them would be great to have on. Perfect. Last question, fun question for the group. What is your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? Well, yeah, once again, too many to mention, uh, you know, you're talking to someone who, who literally has a collection of processor chips uh, and, and a, a large number of legacy computer systems. So I have, for example, an IBM PC, uh, a, a Macintosh SE, I don't have the plus, but I have an Apple II. Nice. Uh, and then I have uh, a 386, which actually has Privateer on it, which is playable today. It's, a, it's part of the Wing Commander series from the 80s. Uh, and a 486 and, and various, other, uh, various other systems. So I, have quite a, I actually have a collection of legacy computers and legacy uh, processor chips. Have to come to your place and, and make it into a, an old computer graveyard slash museum. So... Ron, you did it. Six questions in nine minutes because the best know when to be concise and when to end. It was epic having you on. Make sure you check out more episodes and insights from Cybersecurity Night Professional Podcast. My name is Rick Mishka. Ron, thank you so much. <laughs>